You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break and you know what those five star reviews at times are quite interesting as I read on the air last time, and you got to check out that episode to hear what was said. It is truly appreciated. Phew! Another barn burner, especially going into the fourth quarter with the Lakers down, and they had just a smidgen of a lead in the third quarter, but were down by the end of it, and it got down as far as early in the fourth quarter to as much as a 12-point lead for Indiana this evening, and it looked kind of rough. The Lakers just didn't seem to be able to put that kind of mm, into the offense again. It was kind of really just a lack of days ago at times, inefficient shooting, things of that nature. But you know what? The Lakers halfway through the fourth quarter picked up the pace led by not LeBron James, because he's unfortunately he might still be resting because it certainly looked like it today. But you know what? Kyle Kuzma showed up 24 points, 13 rebounds, a terrific second half for him because he scored 19 of that in the second half. Montrose Harrell efficient again, 8 of 11 shooting for 17 points. And the Lakers did squeeze out a victory, 105 to 100 over the Indiana Pacers, who finally in that fourth quarter outscored Indiana 34 to 21 and really pulled out a nice victory. And here today to talk about the game and some news, which we'll talk about later on as far as injuries are concerned, because there's a couple injuries that we want to talk about. One that happened during the game and one that was tested out during the game. Are a couple of great guys indeed. First off, it is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You got to be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com or his site that he goes ahead and throws a whole bunch of great articles on, a medium.com. And his best source of entertainment, his Twitter, at Laker Tom, because he throws out the craziest trades for the Lakers fans out there. In fact, I want to read one that I saw today that I sent over to Jamie Sweet. And I'll tell you what, this was so enjoyable. It brought it, you know, almost tears to my eyes, the response, because Laker Tom threw out a trade on Twitter. Oladipo, Victor Oladipo, and P.J. Tucker from Houston coming to the Lakers. Forget this, Kuzma, THT, Harold, and KCP. Okay, you know, he said some things along this line before, so this is not something that we at the show, or if you've been listening to the show, 
haven't heard before because it's you know Victor Oladipo he's enamored now so he's not Lonzo Ball right. has like drifted away Victor Oladipo is now <laughs> no, he has yes and, and, no Lonzo Victor, Ball has gotten Lonzo Ball has gotten nowhere in Laker Tom's mind he's like you know, a Laker next okay. season I'm okay, the you. poster for Lonzo Ball is now on the left that and is true the Victor Oladipo poster is now on the right because he's now enamored with us getting Victor Oladipo and I've already shared my thoughts on Victor Oladipo as far as it's concerned. I don't think it would be good. But, again, that's his t- thoughts, and I respect that. But I like the responses when Laker Tom does this <laughs> on, on Twitter because he gets the most outstanding, outstanding replies. So I want to share with you real quick, and we'll get into the game here in a second. But I want to go ahead and share the thoughts on at Laker Tom on Twitter to that trade proposal. I'll start off with – Clyde James at Clyde James one, two for two at best. Maybe Montrez says, I want one more year LA to get bird rides for 2022 if possible, but I haven't checked the rules. That was actually the nicest of the comments that were said. Okay. K Cannon at Alta underscore K Cannon. He replied, Lakers hard capped in all caps has to be equal or more going out. Not that I do that trade anyways. Matt Walde at Walday underscore Matt 24. Please, no. <laughs> OG Laker Donna at, at Dana Runs on Twitter. Um, no thanks. Right after that, Laker D's 82. At Lakers D's 82. This would be a terrible trade for us. Laker Man underscore NZ at Laker Man NZ. I don't know if that's New Zealand, man. If that's the case, you're getting stuff all the way over to sent to New Zealand. That's good. Hell no. And you're being told <laughs> hell no all the way from New Zealand, maybe. So that's awesome. This, you should be honored. Clyde James, at Clyde James, one responded. He thought about it for a little while more, and he said, no, sir. So I guess that was a no for him. And then the rest of the responses that came back was at Lake Show Hoops PH and at Elite Lake Show 2, LOL. So I'll tell you what. You've got universal love for your trade right there, Laker Tom. How does that feel? Well, you know, one of the things you learn in this business, Gerald, is that after you write a few hundred articles and medium and articles for Lakerholics.com, you figure out what things work and what things generate interest both on the blog and what things generate comments on medium, people to read the articles and people to respond to them. Oh, I think and what jumps out more than anything else are trades. And to a certain extent, this actually wasn't wasn't a trade that I really liked because I I probably would not trade Harold for for uh, uh, Tucker. DJ Tucker, you know. And that I, basically no. was those were added on to a previous trade <laughs> that I proposed, which I think is a great trade for the Lakers to get all the depot. Nice. Um, and I think we saw tonight in the Lakers game tonight why the Lakers need to make a trade. They do not have three point shooting that can compete with any of the teams who are the top three teams in the three-point shooting that shoot, you know, you have the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Nets, who all shoot around 43s per game. The Lakers are like 25th in the league, and they shoot 33s per game. And they only shot 23s less. And they shot 22 tonight. Right. And they were lucky that that the other team who shot 30-something missed all but only made 15 out of 34, I think. The problem is is that the Lakers have some serious deficiencies. The league has gotten much better. The competition is much better. 
this year, and the Lakers need to make a change. Uh, and in certain ways, I said before this game that I was really worried that, number one, I didn't want the Lakers to play poorly, and it's hard for me to root against the Lakers under any circumstances. Um, I would almost rather have the Lakers win and, be, and me be wrong than the other way around. But I was worried that the Lakers might come out and uh, and really start hitting their threes and, uh, you know, make 15 out of their 33s and go ahead and win a game easily. And we have seven games before the trade deadline comes along. And like it or not, probably those seven games are going to influence what we do and could be the decision maker in making a deal or not making a deal. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, thankfully we got the best possible circumstances as far as Laker Tom is concerned. We won <laughs> the game. We shot terribly from three so that we absolutely know now that we still have that same serious problem. We got killed in the paint. We still lack a rim protector. And we saw tonight the best rim protector out there in Miles Turner, who's seen his numbers crater every time he goes out on the court, along with Sabonis. The two, the two of them have deteriorated to the point where they are negative numbers for the last three months now when they're both on the court together. The Lakers should be going after Miles Turner rather than hoping for a buyout for uh, Whiteside or, or, or one of those guys that is not going to be a good fit on the team. Uh, and is not anywhere near the shot blocker, the young star that Turner could be for the Lakers, um, or the third superstar or potential superstar that uh, that Victor Oladipo could be. So I stand by I stand by all of the trades I put out there. Uh, some of them I like better than others, but you, you learn in this business what it takes in order to get the best results. And I'm not going to stop doing it. You know. You can, no, me, you, can me, you, you can no. call me Trader Tom, but I'll, I'll say one thing that I put for every one of those trades that you see out there. There's an article behind it with some very logical, reasonable arguments and, and specific reasons why the trade makes sense. I'm a Laker fan, so obviously I'm probably biased toward the Lakers players. The only thing I don't like about the game today is that all of my big favorite Lakers trader chips didn't really play very well, except for Kuzma. You just have to look at the game and where we're going in. This was not a game that I enjoyed because the Lakers didn't play well. They got pressed heavily at the point of attack by the defensive players on the 12th ranked defense in the league, the Pacers. They couldn't blow by them. They didn't have the players who could blow by them and get to the basket. This team has got problems. And the problems didn't go away after a nine day, after a 12 day rest. So the Lakers are going to have to really figure out we've got two weeks more before they'll even evaluate AD, which means he's going to be out three weeks, which is probably going to be, let's see, we're playing seven games before the 24th. At uh, least it's, it's going to be at least a nine, it's going to be at least nine games minimum. Yeah, it's going to be at least nine games and probably more than minimum that. Nine yeah, no, it'll be closer uh, of to the 30 of the 35 that we had left. So you're looking about 24 games left after that. I don't think seeding is important, but what is really important is going into the playoffs, playing well and playing in rhythm and having your rotation set. You can't just go in there and turn the switch. That's going to be very difficult, especially 
if you've got an un, an unfavorable seating situation that puts you up against a really tough team at the start. Much as I like to see us get a lot of competition and go through the best teams because I think that tempers you and makes you a better team if you're going to win a championship. Um, you can also get surprised if you end up playing somebody really tough in the second round. You know, we're likely to run into the Clippers in the second round. So we'll see what happens. At any rate, I think there's some good trades out there. I think Oladipo happens to be the best prospect out there. Uh, he's exactly what I believe this team needs. Do I believe that the Lakers are going to pull that trigger for him? No. But would I be surprised if they did? No. Because I think they see the same thing that we as fans see, which is a team that is not better than it was last year will need to have Anthony Davis have another sensational shooting finals in order to be as good as it was last year. And the competition is a lot better than the Miami Heat, the Denver Nuggets, and the Portland Trailblazers. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Well, right now, the Lakers, they have to keep winning in the interim while Anthony Davis is out because of the fact that Denver's on a roll, Denver's surging, and they're right behind both the Clippers and the Lakers and also Phoenix. So we're all getting jumbled in that mess. And not too far behind that is Portland. So if the Lakers have another down period of time like they had just before the All-Star break, they could find themselves easily in the fifth or sixth seed, which, again, might be problematic to even the slightest as far as, you know, I know that home court advantage may not be as you know, important as this time around as, you know, maybe, you know, it might be in the following years that are years to come. But you know what? There's still going to be a, a thing as far as it's concerned. The Lakers still have to play well. And like you said, Tom, going into the playoffs, just get AD healthy and be playing well into the playoffs. At least if you're a top four seed, it's going to be better for you if that's the case. But also here today, and I do also want to give a big shout out and thank, big thank you to Albert Toquero and also as well, Alec Porter. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the thumbs up and also everybody else for watching. This is the Lakers Fast Break. Jamie Sweet is here. Admiral Akbar, you didn't call a trap game this time. It's a trap. You didn't call it this time, but I'm very happy you're here. And I also want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on tonight's game. And I will say it right now, it looks more and more like it's all about the offense. Well, I mean, it's it's that's that's the name of the game, right? You know, defense is what wins championships, but the goal of the game is to outscore your opponent. So at some point, you got to figure out how to put the ball in the basket. And you know, the Lakers have a problem. The starting unit all year long has 
underperformed at a big time level. They've never come together as a group. Injuries are going to make that even more unlikely at this point. And the guys who we had hoped would bolster the bench in the areas where the most were the most efficient have underperformed as well. I think we signed Wes Matthews thinking he could make, you know, two or three three pointers a game, at least shoot two or three three pointers a game to kind of to help that. I mean, he, he got a nice charge at one point, I think. Uh, I think he made a couple of nice defensive plays there in the third. But in general, has been terrible. And I don't think we need to – of all the guys that, that Laker Tom throws out there in trades, Miles Turner is the only one that I consistently agree is uh, uh, agree a, a, perfect, a perfect fit for the Lakers on both ends of the floor. Uh, I do not think Victor Oladipo is a good fit. I think he could be a fine player. I just think you're going to run into the same problems with him. He's not going to sign an extension. And so you're going to run into the same problems with him that you're going to have with a bunch of other guys like Trez, Schroeder, Caruso, THT. I mean, we've already got half a roster that we're going to struggle to keep on the team. I don't see the, the I, I, I would only trade all those guys for a contract control player past next year because then you're at least building something, right? You're not just like throwing. You can sign him to an extension if you want. He just turned down an extension. It's not a, it's not well, our, yeah, it's he not, turned no. down a two-year extension. He turned down a two-year He's looking Listen, for a four or a five-year extension. Right. That's wonderful. We're not going to give him one. And so he won't sign an extension with us either. So the same. You'll have to win a championship. He's too inefficient, right? He he's terrible. This, yeah. he's, he's terrible. He, he, he hasn't looked good all season. I don't know if Tom has actually watched the games that Oladipo has played in. I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> okay. I watched all of the highlights for this year <laughs> and against previous years. Highlights are wonderful. <laughs> the only thing he's not doing that he did in his pre in his the year when he was most improved player third all nba and third all defensive the only thing he's not doing that he did that year is he's shooting a lower percentage from the field and from the three-point line which we also just agreed on is our problem as a team. Like we don't yeah. need another guy who can't well, put the yeah, ball in the bucket. Takes, he also takes eight threes a game. I, I don't. I don't see the logic. What you need. You're not going to. You're not going to close the three point differential by guys just shooting a couple of points better. You need guys. I disagree with that. Completely. More shots. I don't. Uh, that is. You're that, not going to uh, outscore teams when you take thirty and they take forty from the three point line. But let me ask I, you this, Tom. Well, let I me ask you this. But what if you take that logic. extra? If you if you take, <laughs> I think it's flawed logic. I don't see the. I don't see the. I don't see the point of that. Okay, let's say you get someone that closes the gap and you shoot forty, but it knows ten shots that you take now that are extra, and you make only two of them extra. Out make, of it three. Make, it, make, make it three. Make it three. Make it three. Like but if you get a guy like Devonte Graham who shoots eight threes a game and shoots him at 35%, which is what the Lakers are shooting. Even if you get, you know, even, even a guy like uh, Oladipo, he's shooting 33% and he, he takes eight of the game. You get a guy like Buddy Heal, he's shooting 37%. He takes nine a game. We need guys who are basically volume three-point shooters. Healed, I would give you. Healed, You just cannot do it. You cannot do it with... You cannot. You are not going to do it with Kuzma, yeah. Tht, Caruso, KCP, who's afraid to even shoot today. I mean, yeah. how many threes did we take tonight? Yeah, not many. And in fact, like fifteen, I said, right? 
No, they took no, 22. more than that. No, no, way more than that. Seven, <laughs> seven out of 22 for the game. I also want to get mentioned the fact you, that you want to shoot 22 threes against the team that shoots 40 and tell me how you're going to come out. But okay, Tom, I know that, like I said, they were, they were against it again. Again, they out got outscored for the three point line, which I know is an area of concern and an area of contention. Again, the Lakers defense overall was very good and that's what kept them in the game. That's what kept it close. Even, you know, they just, it seemed like it wouldn't, they would not get over the hump, but they did in the fourth quarter with that big surge against Indiana, against Indiana which is a sub 500 team. But I want to go ahead and say right now, it's going to be a struggle until AD gets back. I mean, this team needs to be perfectly healthy. Oh, AD more. shooting from three. Uh, AD is not shooting well from three. He's struggling. He's 30, shooting 30, 30, and shooting lower. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I, I do also want to mention, hold on. Let me say, I would say this. I do want to mention that Alex Caruso is uh, being looked at a uh, possible concussion. He did get a head contusion today when he hit his yeah. head on the floor. So our best wishes to him. On a turnover that he created with his mishandling of the ball. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, again, he hit his head on the floor. So I yeah. wish him the best. Also yeah, Joel Embiid. Uh, Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that comes later. After that. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I hope you do that. <laughs> but uh, Joel Embiid, I do also want to go ahead and make sure, you know, let everybody know that he did hyperextend his knee. I was actually listening to the radio at the time it happened. The way they described it was, was very painful. I saw the video later on, but they're going to give him an MRI and see what happens there. But same thing with Alex Cruiser. They're going to uh, make sure that he passes all protocols first and they're going to be careful with him. So we'll see what happens for the next game. But again, the Lakers did enough as far as staying close with their defense. But offensively, you can see it's a struggle. For them just to get 30 points in the quarter, it is a definite struggle. I mean, that's why I was so pleased. That was that's why I was so pleased to just see them get into the 30-point range in that fourth quarter, and they did. They came back strong. Uh, I want to go ask you this, Jamie. When it comes to what you saw from Kyle Kuzma, you're just looking for that type of consistency. He's now become one of the best, if not the best, rebounder on the Lakers team. Maybe you could argue LeBron. Maybe you could argue him, either which way. What needs, you know, what needs to happen for, for Kyle? I mean, Kyle, when he's setting his, his motion and not getting his feet all over the place and going crazy, when he sets a shot and has it straight looking at the rim, it's pretty consistent. The problem is he gets a little offhanded every time and now then, and that goes ahead. And he, and he thinks of himself as a better player than he actually is. And when he does get in that mindset, it's usually trouble for the Lakers. But when he stays in control, we have outings like this. Yeah, I think, you know, he's he's grown a lot as a player. I would say AD is probably our best rebounder. Then after that, it's probably Trez uh, and then Kuz. Are you well, sure? Well, I, I, wait, I, I mean, give you Davis. I'll give you AD, but maybe Trez is not. Trez is not a great rebounder. Yeah. That's the element of Kyle's game that has improved the most this year. And that's yeah. what you look for out of your young players, right? I still consider Kuzma to be probably the last of his young player seasons would be this year for me. After this, I'll consider him a vet. I mean, he really is a vet this season, but, you know, he's been in the league. This is like his fifth year, I want to say. And what he's done what you want all your young players to do. He's improved an element of his game every season. It's not in ways you would expect. He hasn't added like a new shot. He hasn't added like a weird step back move. I mean, I think he probably works on those, but they don't translate over to the game as well as his effort plays do his defense his rebounding his assists when he does his the spins when he does his floaters all that stuff it looks yeah. great until it misses until but it when misses he stays, when he stays in control and, and well that's 
feet. But yeah. that's everybody. Yeah. That's everybody. Yeah, that's that's every player. LeBron, but, even you know. Yeah, no, that's that's just part of defense in the NBA. You're gonna have shots like that. Catch yeah. and shoot. He's really good at. And then I mean, anything else is just it, you're. It's sure. An adventure. Sure. In a perfect world, those would be all of his shot attempts. But you know, they, I, I think that there's a, a lot of trust between Kuz and the team. I don't think they begrudge him the occasional foray, or uh, you know. And if sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Our biggest issue, I really feel like our biggest issue is the five spot. We got, we get nothing out of our centers. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in there. Damian Jones is trying. You know, thank you for trying, but I don't see him lasting past the ten day. He doesn't bring, he doesn't bring defense. He doesn't bring. He 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 can't. He, I, I, you know. He needs some G. He needs he needs some G. He should just accept a G League assignment and just get reps. Like that kid just needs time playing basketball, not under the bright lights of the NBA. And I think and you know he would, yeah, and yeah, put on a couple of pounds on the uh, on the in the upper body. But uh, you know, but when Gasol comes back, with whenever that is, we get nothing from the center position. And that's even when we put Morrison at the center position. The center position this year has been our biggest liability. That's why I think for me like a guard or a wing is below a center at this point you know you're gonna need something you can't you have one he's just what? gonna have to play you got a center you have maybe one of the best centers in yeah. the league not in the regular season he, not, he, last year he played 25 percent of the time in the regular season almost 25 percent of the time at the five he paid 40 percent of the time almost 50 percent of the time at the five in the in the playoffs yeah, this year he's played less than five percent of the time, and I think it's because he's not feeling his leg hasn't been right all season long, and it might not be right all season long, and that'll that will torpedo the other the other point you've made that, he, that I'm going to contest is that we get nothing from the starting lineup, and and then this is you're this is coming from somebody who's complained about the starting lineup from day one. I mean, well, the truth is the starting lineup is has the best five man rotation rating net rating of any of the five people lineups that the Lakers have put out there with Marcus all in there. Now you can argue all of the things about why net ratings and plus minuses aren't really reflective of individual players. And when you look at the individual players ratings, but the truth is, is that Frank sticks with those lineups during the regular season come hell or high water. No, no, no. I I, I made that point a month ago. Yeah, you know. I know, me too. THT for KCP uh, two months ago, I would say. Put Kuzma in there. He's uh, the guy two. who can play the two. Yeah, I understand why you want some of those guys coming off the bench, though. You need something coming off the bench. You can't put all your eggs in the starting yeah. lineup and hope for it to work. But, I mean, again, the starting lineup yeah, tonight. I know. You know, I, I've, I've always loved that as a player, and I hated it as a player, and I hated it as a coach, and I hate it as a fan. This yeah. whole argument that the You're only so reason we're going to ask you to come off the bench is because we you're need so, your firepower off. You're so good. We're, you're so good. We need you yeah. to come off the bench. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this. Don't some so, of these guys like, so, well, let, me, let me ask this. Wait, let sure. me just say, don't some of these players, like let's say Lou Will, for instance, who's been a longtime six man, doesn't he enjoy the fact that he comes off the bench and plays against those second yeah. team? Yeah, Trez does too. Trez does, does too. And, yeah. and plays much better off the bench. So, I mean, I... I but Kuzma doesn't. <laughs> let's, let's, but let's... He averages uh, 20 when he comes on, when he starts. I know. I that's why I was kind of mystified when he lost his spot starter spot. I think they just wanted to get Morris going. They wanted to get Morris minutes. Well, he, he, made, he, made, he, made, he, he was definitely our one of our most efficient starters. He's gonna start in the playoffs just like he did last year. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's that's and AD will play half of the time like he did last year at center. 
Right. So I don't see the, the, I mean, this is just how it's going to be, right? Like there's no sense in trying to fight upstream on AD should play like 50% in the regular season or more, but it's, he's just not going to do That's it. Like the way he's been injured, you know? Uh, right, but I understand him wanting yeah. to maybe yeah. not do that in the regular season because is it do, do you want your Ferrari winning you games in the first month of the season or do you want your Ferrari winning you games when they really matter? I want to. I, I think that you have to look at it from a matchup standpoint because there's matchups out there that he won't get banged up. And there are other matchups where you don't want him to go in there and and just get the crap beaten out of him down low. Yeah, I mean, I will say our starting guards combined for uh, five. They shot five of 17, uh, one for three from three-point line. Well, for guys going up against Kyrie and Harden. Oh, yeah. for two. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, I, mean, I was averages, you know, really disappointed a with uh, deficit. Well, the deficit. Well, I don't know about their that. starting point guards versus the Nets. Well, okay, with Schroeder, I think Schroeder, you're going to get someone who's going to be very determined to face off against someone like that. I mean, he runs yeah. the game when it comes to that. I mean, when he, you're playing against uh, Indiana, for instance, he doesn't. You don't see the same kind of buy-in for why him. Why do you? Why do you not see this game kind of buy-in against Indiana? I just for him, it just I don't know. It just seems, it never seems to click it's against. Real easy. It's, it's it's Miles Turner, man. Yeah, and he for can't him. meet his man and then lay it up on Miles Turner. I just see yeah. some of his best performances coming against some of the best guards. I just think he's the type of player yeah, that, that where there is no rim protection. Yeah. yeah, no, we have no rim protection. So I was hoping, you know, I know KCP made some nice plays down the stretch. That one, yeah. that and one, yeah, yeah. no, he he did some KCP things out there, and at times looks like you know a KCP who could help, but. You know, this is a guy who just signed a pretty big contract extension and, you know, shot. He had a career year from the floor last year from the two-point and three-point. And he hasn't – right. And he hasn't – he just hasn't lived up to anything that he's done, you know, that he did last year. And that's that's been a disappointment. I don't know that any of our guys are really trade-worthy. Like, who who wants these guys? Like ballast. He's ballast in a trade. That's the reason we gave him the extension. We needed – we needed players who have salaries that are big enough to be ballast in a trade. Because the real targets for the other team would be like THT. Kuzma and THT are your best two trade chips. That's it. It ends there. I mean, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. And the trade Kuzma, you've got to go after a guy who's making at least $20 million a year or the poison pill won't work. It'll destroy the trade. Yeah, no, that's he's. I, I, I don't see Kuz going anywhere this summer. I think it'll next year. I think Kuz, Kuz is going to be HD and and uh, KCP for because there's no poison year. pill on. Let me make it, Tom. There's no poison pill on Kuz next year. Is that correct? That's no. right. It's, no. it, it bumps this summer, so that's why I what think ha- next what summer. In the poison pill, Gerald is that he only counts three point six million going out, right. but for the team that gets him, he counts ten point six million, which is the average of. This year's salary plus the three years at 13 that he's got in his extension. Correct. Okay. I just want to make sure that's clarified out there because yeah. we always talk no, this about summer, this summer. He's tradable. Well, he's tradable after June or after. No, no, no. Yeah. After, after, after the year ends. No. So yeah. I, I think next trading deadline, I could see the Lakers moving coups if, if we're not doing well. I don't see it happening this season. I don't see anybody wanting case. He's the one player I'd like, to, I'd like not to move, but he's also. Yeah. He's also Nobody. the second youngest player that we have on the team. Yeah. And it, he and THT, THT's our, our first round draft pick, and Kuzma's our young player. So you got to put package those two. And then KCP, you know, I love Kenny, 
but KCP is the ballast because he's the one guy that, you know, it's either a lot of teams are not going to want Trez because he's a free agent. A lot of teams are not going to want guys like Caruso because like Caruso because he's going to be a free agent and well, and, and the return on that investment situation. Is, Those are yeah. the three guys that get packaged together in almost any deal you want for a significant other player. Whatever it would take to get Turner, short of including both THT, all three of THT, Caruso, and, and Kuzma, I would do. You need one of those guys. You need to have somebody <laughs> who can play some defense off the bench. THT is a poor substitution for Caruso, but if that's what it's going to take to get a defender like Turner, who can do more on offense than he's shown with the Pacers because Turner of so because of Brogdon in the and in the Lakers. Tom, situation. Tom, let him finish. Let him finish. I know. I, I, it's like the, it's the like, mics won't work. I'm just telling you, you guys bounce when you guys bounce off each other like that. No, uh, it just comes uh, out. Uh, sure, it, it sounds like it sounds it's like fine. Turner da la la Vogel da la la blah blah blah. Right. Sounds like Jaw was arguing. Which I'm almost done with the Mandalorians. Great, it's been it's been very enjoyable. About time. Uh, I know About it's time. taking me a while, and I finished Wandavision. Also very enjoyable. About time. About time. Uh, that, that just wrapped a couple days ago. Anyhow, I think that I mean that's what I I don't think the Lakers can if this the Lakers stand pat. That must mean that they really think AD is coming back strong. That like they're just taking their time and getting it right. And I don't have a lot of faith in that. So I think that the Lakers are going to have to make a move. They either need help at the five in the form of a very dynamic center, of which there's not many out there, or they're going to need help at the five in terms of somebody who solves the paint problems. And that is Miles Turner. And, you know, if he stretches the floor or not is, is, is to me, uh, that, that would be gravy. It's like when Caruso scores. It's, it's gravy when Caruso scores. You need to – you can't lose both the three-point battle and the points in the paint battle. You have to win one. And it's going to be easier to solve our defensive problems at this point than it is our offensive problems. And the only reason that is is because everybody's looking for the same type of player at the trade dining. You want a guy who shoots volume threes you want and makes them. <laughs> I don't care if you shoot eight threes a game, but you've got to make three or four. Like no, that, you don't that's, shoot eight that's, threes that's in this league if you don't make a high percentage of them. I don't know about that either. I mean, sure. I mean, no, go, go and run, run the NBA staff and look for the three-point makes and you go down the line and you'll see they all shoot a good percentage because you can't stay in the league if you're shooting six or seven or eight threes a game and not making 35 yeah i mean uh, i I mean i think i would say in general that that's true i don't know that that's i don't don't, know that's true general i don't know if that's a universalism but i would say in general that that most coaches aren't going to allow that and most teams Talk right. to Russell Westbrook. I think he may have something else in mind. Yeah, but Russell Westbrook is is incredibly dynamic. Uh, or, or has been. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, right. that, we may be approaching the end of that. Uh, this may be the season where Father yeah. Time, which is unfortunate because I, I love Russell's game. I like watching Russell Westbrook. The yeah. guy attacks the, the game the of basketball like it owes him money. Who averages a triple double is that's that's an anomaly. It's an anomaly, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think his personality has a little bit to do with his not being trade worthy. Right. Anyway, I just think that if we can solve the points in the paint problem, that will be enough. I don't. Well, you can solve that with one person. That's the key. That's what I'm saying. The three-point shooting problem, you've got to have at least two volume three-point shooters to solve it. 
I think Frank's going to believe in the law of averages there. I mean, he peeps. That's uh, it's the same the thing. That, that, the math doesn't I, work that way, Jamie. Uh, well, you, you just I'm not speaking you know, about the math. I'm speaking about Coach Vogel. You know, so you shoot 38 percent instead of instead of 35 percent. Sure, that's not enough if you're it's still me. just shooting 33s a game. That's probably about one make. You know, it it works out about two or three points. No, I think you need volume shooters. I mean, you go against teams like the Nets. The Nets, the Clippers, and the Jazz all shoot 43s a game. Yeah, but all three of those teams have like some of the best players who are wings and guards. Uh we don't have the we have the best power forward and the be- one of the best wings, probably right. the best wing. But so he's that's not a three-point shooter. He can not be. Really. He, not he can be. He can get hot. He hasn't well, been hot. And his, shooting, su- yeah. and his shots and his shot selection has been pretty terrible for going yeah. on a month. Yeah. LeBron shot to, I, I'll He's never the, the idea is you LeBron. want to surround LeBron with three point shooting. You don't want LeBron three point shooting. I mean, again, when he gets hot, I don't mind it. When he and, or you know, and he he has a tendency to get hot like anybody. Uh and that's where I'm kind of like at some point it does, you would think the numbers say at some point need to trend back. Like I was looking at some... three point shooters shouldn't be LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, I wouldn't mind if it was AD. Around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I wouldn't mind if it was Davis. Davis, what he, again, uh, such a good shooter. I, I trust him to take five, six threes a game and make, well, you know, two or three. He's taken less threes this year than, do you know that he took more mid-range jumpers? Last year, he took more threes than mid-range jumpers. This year, he flipped it around. Yeah. Well, I think that's... More mid-range jumpers than threes. There's just a lack of confidence. There's a lack of confidence and and, and health. And last year he got 8.7 free throws a game and shot 85%. This year he gets 5.7 free throws a game and shoots 71%. No, he's been bad from the line. When it comes to AD, I think it's the fact he was not ready for the season. He didn't want to I think he's just been injured ever since the playoffs. Yes, I agree. Or, or... And I don't like to think this as a Laker fan, and I don't believe it. Or the playoffs were an anomaly because he's never shot that well from mid-range before, or from three. Never. He's never been a forty percent three-point shooter or a thirty-eight like he was in the playoffs. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, percent was the second best field shooting from the field that he's had in his entire career. I mean, it's a possibility, okay. you know, you, you think, I mean, was it a breakout or was it an anomaly? We all thought he broke out and this is the Anthony Davis that we're going to get. He matured. He reached his peak. He finally took his game to the next level. The last thing I'll say about this is that I, again, I do think this is where the short turnaround affects our team more yeah. than any other team. There's good reason to still yeah. be faithful. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't I think that if he comes Would back super strong. Maybe not. No. Oh, let him finish. Let him finish. <laughs> That's all right. Tom Tom just can't contain himself. He's so he, no, he, he just gets so excited. He, yes, he does. He, he's got a zinger after a zinger after a zinger. I see another five star review on our way. That's good. I know, right? Yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that uh I think that, that this is this is the time for him to miss. It's not ideal. It's it's rough because you're not really able to gauge the team at its best prior to the trading deadline. So any trade that you make is going to come with the unknown condition of a, whoever you're trading for. Won't, you won't have seen Anthony Davis with the team for, you know, going on three months, just about when all is said and done. 
And that's a big chunk of time to judge whether your team is playing well or not when one of its two best players hasn't played for a huge swath of the season, yeah, uh, which didn't happen season. last year. It didn't happen last year. We didn't have to deal with that. You know, we missed spot games here and there, but we enjoyed good health as a team that had, we hadn't seen good health to that degree for the Lakers in many seasons. We're not seeing it this season. The health and safety protocols have zinged us a little bit and injuries have zinged us a little bit. And the short, short turnaround, I think, affects us for everybody who is on the team. And I think that just the the lethar- the mental lethargy that must accompany that probably affects the new guys a little bit as well because you come in expecting to get, like, fresh and bouncy guys and they're all like, I'm tired, though. I, I, I'm, I'm over this. Like, it's it's been a lot of NBA. Which is why we really need to make a, a trade. The odds are against us this year. This could be a year that you write off like the year before last year when LeBron got hurt. This yeah. year it was AD who got hurt. Yeah, it's so going to be. We're, we're fortunate in the fact that he's not out for the season. It's not a permanent injury. It's not a major injury. So hopefully we get him back. But even if we get him back, getting him up to the level that he was last playoffs is going to be a challenge. Getting the continuity that we were able to develop last year in the bubble is going to be a challenge. So all of those things point to the fact that you've got a year of one of those rare things, a LeBron James possible championship that's at stake. And do you want to just then rely upon being able to have all of these things come together perfectly and that you can go out there and beat better competition than you faced last year in order to repeat, or do you take a chance and gamble, you know, and go for a Victor Oladipo, go for a Miles Turner, go for a major move that really can change the dynamics of the team and, and put you on an even scale with the other teams that you're competing with that are going to be there at the end, the Nets, the Clippers, the Jazz, all of whom, are extremely good three-point shooting teams, some of whom have defensive lapses like the Nets that you could take advantage, especially where you really could use a rim protector to improve your defense. Some like the Jazz, where you basically need somebody to, to counter Rudy. And you know, and some like the Clippers, where you really it comes down to rim protection with the Clippers also. So there's a lot to be said about solving the rim protector problem and solving the three-point shooting differential problem. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, I hope if they go ahead and trade for Miles Turner that they will add on the things that I had said in regards to TJ McConnell and also Doug McDermott, which (laughs) would solve a lot of problems. You seem to laugh at it, but again, it solves a lot of your issues and still retains some of mine as far as defense is concerned because uh, TJ McConnell, I mean, you cannot have the ball. You show him the ball, it's now his because he, I think 
for the amount of minutes that he's in, I think he leads the NBA in steals per the 48 minutes. That yeah, he, he was impressive tonight. He was yeah. impressive yeah, tonight. He, yeah, I mean, Kuzma couldn't have that ball. Kuzma showed the ball, the ball's out of his hands. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Because TJ's and, – and a great passer, great assist maker, great playmaker, loves to go ahead and, and drive, doesn't shoot well for but the – you know, those guys, can play, those guys can play that tight of defense on the ball for one reason, Miles Turner. Yeah, but then you also have Doug McDermott who will shoot the six to eight times a game that you are asking for. So I'm hoping if they do trade for miles Turner, they can add those two in. I made the trade that worked. I'm just letting (laughs) you know, I made the trade that worked and it gave the Lakers a plus seven on the Mm. trade machine. So I'm just going to tell you that right now. So if that's the case, we'll see what happens. But again, the Lakers did beat the Indiana Pacers 105 to 100. We were going to do a thing today. Because Sean Grice threw out their thing, something that we were going to go ahead and do, and that's the top 10 all-time NBA players. But since he's not here, we can't really do it today. So actually, 45 minutes in, we'll go ahead and close this thing down. But guys, I know you've got a lot to write about for Lakerholics.com. Jamie, I'm going to start with you, my friend. I know you've got five great things, just like those wonderful five-star reviews that we get here at (laughs) Lakers Fast Break. I want to hear your thought, and also the five great comments that Laker Tom gets on Laker Twitter about his trades. But I want to hear what you're doing at Lakerholics.com with five great things. You know, when it comes to social media, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I guess much like the NBA trade deadline. You know, uh, five great things is coming. Uh, I've got uh, another thing I'm working on about if the Lakers do stand pat, if we don't make much of a move of any kind, what is it that we can – do to make some adjustments internally to turn some of these issues into uh, at least more minor issues, if not strengths. And that's about it. Got five hopefully coming up tomorrow. Probably come out close to dinner time based on the sketch. Sounds good, my friend. Laker Tom, you're the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You've got a ton of great articles that go up there each and every week. Want to hear what you're working on at Lakerholics.com? I think I'm going to start a new column for the uh, for Lakerholics.com called "The Five Trades of the Day." <laughs> um, uh, you know what? You get the most responses on it, so there you go. I probably would. Oh, you know, it, 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 it's <sighs> ironic, but I really wasn't. I, I really wasn't kidding when you you go back and look at my Medium articles. I'll I'll get oh, yeah. uh, I'll get a thousand response. I'll get a thousand readers on an article on a trade. Yeah. Shooting. And still getting terrific response to the Dwayne Denman trade proposals. It's still like running every week. There's another hundred people that read that article. And you can't even find poor Dwayne in the in the Twitter leads. I type Dwayne Denman into Twitter and I get nothing but a bunch of my articles. Right. You know, I'll talk uh, to Raphael. Yeah, talk to Raphael. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing. You know, I, I, I think that it's it, it's interesting, you know, uh, I know that was it you that sent me the article. Somebody made the comment today, or no, I guess it was Sean who did that. Who said that uh, somebody had said that you know you should prevent you should prevent Laker fans from accessing the the trade machine. Um, <laughs> and of course, the problem with the ESPN trade machine is that they don't Why? they don't accommodate the the poison pill from Kyle Kuzma. So every time you're no, it's every a flaw. Time you put Kuzma in a trade, it fails. Right. So you have to go to Trade NBA, which actually accommodates that and yeah. also allows you to add in uh, a little plug for TradeNBA.com. Uh, also mm-hmm. allows you to add in 
picks and even to do extensions and change oh, contracts. Yeah. So I may have to do that in the future myself. So, so Trade NBA is the place to go for any of you Laker fans looking to do a trade. Extremely <laughs> well done. Great a detail. virtual trade. A virtual trade. These are not real trades. <laughs> we talk about them. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You know, the question is, the question is. Virtual. Um, I wish I could ask this question to Rob Palenka, you know, or some of the other Play, uh, right, write him a letter. Write him a letter. What's he doing? You know, He's got what, nothing going on. What do you do when you want when you ride the trade out? Because you don't want to sit there and you can do the calculation yourself. One hundred and twenty five percent of what goes out, you know, you've got to you can bring right. in. But do they the simpler way just to go to Trade NBA or the ESPN I'll, trade machine and plug them in and see what comes out? I would hope that they use more advanced metrics than the ones that even the NBA trade they machine might even have their own. They might even have their own trade machine app. I sure hope they have the the Rob Palinka. I know what I'm doing app because uh, that's what I would put the most faith in right now. So yeah. go Rob, but, make it happen, uh, baby. Well, Miles we, Turner. Miles we, Turner. We got six more games. We got six more games starting on Monday to decide what's going to happen with the Lakers. And yeah. whether they well, the Lakers also got a problem. We're playing at so, home a lot, so <laughs> every, I think all of us agree that we're going to take somebody out of the buyout market, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you two guys think? Are we going to make a minor trade or a big trade, minor. Gerald? Well, I think we need a big trade to ramp up the offense. I think we need a multiplayer trade personally, but I don't think we're going to get one. I just think no. that the okay. Lakers are not going to pull, push the button. That's I the think they're going to hope. Half, that's the good glass half empty. Approach. I think they're I think they're going to push the button on on buyouts and hope that again someone like uh, Hassan Whiteside or Drummond or Boogie is still there and available for to I like the idea of Boogie. That. I do like the idea of Boogie. Rudy for, Gay maybe can throw up some threes. He's a volume three point shooter. Yeah, I mean we talked about Rudy Gay before as far as yeah. possibly throwing I'd up some threes in an efficient way, but maybe a George Hill gets sneaks out there. I don't. I think he'll still be traded, yeah. but there may be a, a some type of decent three-point shooter that's on the older side that may you know not not a Kyle Korver per se but yeah. someone in that vein I as far center, as centers are who will get from the buyout market that seems yeah. to be where we're focusing on those but if you know, we have two slots remember we have right. two yeah. slots and you know if maybe we don't more do, after a trade yeah <laughs> if we don't do a multiplayer trade then then you're I'm just assuming going out the premise well, if that we do a multiplayer ahead. trade it's going to be more of our players going out that coming yeah. in yeah, but no, I'm just saying, you know, right now I'm going out the premise that the Lakers will not pull, pull the string on something like that and end up having to go through the buyout market. Okay. I, I, I'm thinking. Think, I think a minor trade at best. I, I think I could see it. I, I could see because there are so many issues with holding on to so much of the roster coming up this summer that we trade THT to just stop that conversation for like a Devontae Graham or, or somebody like that. My only problem is, is that. We just don't have a lot of young players coming over the hill anytime soon with all the picks that have gone out. So I kind of am a, a hesitant on a future level. But, you know, at this point, you're, you're, you're going for this season. This is the most important season. Yeah. So that's, that's just how it's – You can't – no, you can't do nope. it. It's, it can't. You can't I, do it. I think that it's – That's a dereliction of duty in and of itself, right? Like I think we're trying know. to make a big yeah. trade. I think we want right. to make a big trade. I think Rob wants to make a big trade. The only question is, will one show up? Uh, will an equitable one show up? That, that is that the question. That we can win. The right. problem is, that's the problem. Gerald, I don't know that I've ever heard your exact McDermott, Miles Turner trade. Who are you trading for those three? Well, minus, again, I didn't do, I did it through the old ESPN trade machine. So it was okay. the only picks or anything like that. But it did work. 
and that was Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, and TJ McConnell for the I think a five-player combination of KCP, THT, Kuzma, Caruso, Tre- and, Trez, and probably. I, I think Trez. I think Gasol in there too. I think I grouped Gasol instead of Trez. <laughs> I kept Trez, so I think that and that's what worked for me. So. I think it could probably lose Gasol and Caruso, put Trez in there, and that would get it down 100%. I don't know that, like I said, I don't know that, I don't know that Rob's going to make that deal. I don't know that. Well, that was, gonna... I was doing a base off of money. So that, that, yeah. kind of, and then I was able to save Trez on our team. But again, that, that's, that's, it. Is. five more games like this game tonight, Rob might change his mind. Well, we'll see what happens indeed. But again, the Lakers did squeak out a victory. He pulled away in the fourth quarter and did just enough to, for the victory. Yep. 105 to 100 over the Indiana Pacers. They stay in third place in the Western Conference. And again, we want to go ahead and thank you so much for listening and so much for watching. I do want to give a big shout out to Albert Toquero from the Philippines. Salamat for all the things that you do as far as supporting us. I know you give us a big thumbs up each and every time. But we will be back for the Lakers next game. I know you guys are going to be excited for that. Will you be here for it, Jamie? I'm going to try. It's a Sunday, like at noon game, right? It's pretty early. No, no, it's actually late. It's actually oh. late. It's, it's going to be on the 15th. It's going to be against, it's going to be at Golden State. It's going to be on that shiny brand new Chase Center. So it's going to be a, a game starting at 730 there. So it's going to be late. It's going to be on ESPN. That'll be on Monday, right? If yeah. it's a Monday, that's a no-go for me. Oh, well, there you go. I guess we won't have Jamie after all. So... Uh, uh, hopefully we'll get him later on next week to go ahead and comment on what's going on with Lakers. But Laker time and I will be here Monday night. Maybe Sean, we'll see. Still gonna we're gonna tuck that ten best all time players. We're gonna tuck that somewhere, tuck it away until we can get all of us together again in the same room at the same time. But I'm looking forward to our conversation on that because that's probably an hour and a half in and of itself. But maybe, you know what? We should just do a special episode on that. I think right. we're we're gonna have so many arguments on that. That's gonna yes. take that's gonna suck up. It's gonna take, gonna take two days. Yeah, we can do a Lakers version too, just of the ten best Lakers. That's still gonna take an hour and a half of time. It take forever. So, yeah, exactly. You're gonna somebody's gonna argue for Michael Cooper. Somebody's gonna argue for Swen Nader. Somebody's gonna argue for you know just all these Lakers that are coming out of the woodwork right there. Mike Pemberthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I tell you what, it's going to be something interesting to see Pemberthy coming up. Though. Shooting coach. Fire the guy. What are you doing, yeah, Mike? Well, uh, yeah, nice guy. Like but nice guys, they don't always finish first. We know sometimes where they finish. But again, the Lakers did win 105 to 100. We will be back on the 15th. That is Monday. It's a late game. So we're going to go ahead and be on late yeah, Monday 15th? night. March 15th, yes. Oh, that that's is- my anniversary. Hmm. Eh, forget that. Forget that. <laughs> yeah, right. Dead Laker Tom actually on Monday night. Yeah, I was dead. Right. I was dead on our last episode. You'd be dead then. But Laker Tom, you can't make it. Let me know. I'll try to work something no, out I'll as far it. as the post game. Uh, I'm sure your wife will love that. She's already right. gone to bed. Oh, okay. Well, that's the case. That's not the you'll, you'll promise her you'll go to bed, and then you'll like get out of the covers. You'll sneak back over here to record with us, and that'll be a great thing. So. Shh. Don't tell Mrs. Laker Tom that he's going to be here on Monday night. But again, it is going to be the Lakers against the Warriors Monday night. And we'll see you then right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.